It has been quite the week for Anna Kasparian and the Young Turks overall, but specifically for Anna Kasparian. And recently, a clip went viral, not saying anything, but it was because I posted it on Twitter, from their bonus episode where Anna Kasparian appeared to churn on Green New Deal initiatives, like the idea that we need to go fully electric, which, if you're not aware, was actually passed into law in terms of vehicles in the state of California, and it's kicking in and one of the reasons why Anna was so upset about this is because she realized that her condo board is going to have to shell out a ton of money to do this and they're going into debt in order to do so the building I live in currently uh-huh. uh, in our latest meeting about like where to spend the money how to spend the money blah 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 uh, we're pretty soon California is going to phase out gas vehicles. Uh, and so we need charging stations for every single unit. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. You think the government's going to help us with that? Government's not going to help us with that. Okay. So like when this is the thing that kind of annoys me a little bit about the way uh, Democrats handle these discussions because they tend to forget how much of an economic burden these transitions happen to be when they don't help. And then when they turn around, they're like, no, no, we'll give you, we'll maybe give you some, you know, tax incentives. I don't want tax incentives. If you're going to phase out major technology. For climate change, which I agree with, without actually doing anything about the fossil fuel companies and the drilling and all of that stuff, fine. But you need to actually help people out financially in making these transitions. Well, so Anna went on this tirade about how she's going to go into debt and the tax credits that are supposedly promised to her from the government are not going to cover the increased HOA fees for something that she now believes likely won't even be that environmentally productive. And all I have to say to Anna is welcome to reality, welcome to the real world. As a black conservative perspective often says on his channel, the best way to get the leftists to change their mind is to give them exactly what they want, and this is one of those instances. And we're going to get into this, but before we get into this, I just want to say my website, actualjusticewarrior.com slash join. Give me the money. Give you, give me the money. Okay. Thank you so much to the members and Anna Kasparian. Thank you for participating in my promotion for the members. Everything's about transition. And I wish we had honest politicians who would do the plans that good people came up with. Okay. Green New Deal folks came up with a plan that took transition super seriously, especially about jobs. So if you're in an industry like coal, we got to transition you to other jobs, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is the politicians and the donors, right? So you take a good plan on Green New Deal and then you put it through a meat grinder, right? I mean, it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and so then are they going to cover the EV charging stations like they were supposed to? Who knows? Now, to be fair to Anna Kasparian and the Young Turks, the way that they describe these Green New Deal initiatives completely falling apart is with them saying, well, they went through the meat grinder of the political process, and it's not exactly how it was, so it's not really the Green New Deal, even though I will point out that, of course, it's the Green New Deal, and saying you're in favor of this environmental transition that somebody else is going to pay for is the equivalent of supporting policies like for a second grade election where you vote for the kid that says free pizza each and every day for lunch and ice cream on top of that. Obviously, realistically, this was going to have some cost to people, so I don't really take that seriously when they say, oh, well, it wasn't supposed to cost me anything, and I'm shocked and chagrined that it absolutely does. 
Also, the reason I decided to look into this bonus segment was because on the main show, Jank started talking about how nobody was actually advocating in the Green New Deal for getting rid of airplanes or for getting rid of gas stoves. But he also said gas stoves, which the majority of Republicans are saying, which is just as big a lie. Is it? Why, I, why look, do you say that? That's because no one, no one, look, let's just keep it real. Of course, not a single Democratic lawmaker has proposed banning gas stoves. Yeah. Are we really going to pretend like we're not headed in that direction? Well, I don't think that that's uh, right. No, no. So you're saying because it's carbon and fossil fuels and so Yeah, we're definitely going to head in that direction. Yeah. And Anna took exception to the gas stoves portion of it, but they kind of let it go, the thing with the airplanes. When you say like gas stoves, hamburgers, and planes, those are all three made up things. Even though in the little compendium that came with the Green New Deal that was put out by Ocasio-Cortez, they said that they wanted to build out rail travel in order to make flying not an option, in order to get rid of it and phase it out altogether. So they're just wrong about that, which is kind of hilarious because Jenk and Kyle Kalinske founded the Justice Democrats and they brag about how they wrote the platform and in the platform was the Green New Deal. So Jenk doesn't even realize that he himself is the one who put that out into the world, at least in part, that the progressives want to ban air travel. So I just want to point out that I shoot these videos from memory, so I don't have all the information at my fingertips, but in the Q&A portion of the little additional material that was put forward with the Green New Deal non-binding resolution, it quite literally says that we aren't sure we'll be able to fully get rid of farting cows and airplanes that fast when talking about the difference between net zero and 100% renewable. So they are actually saying that they do want to get rid of cows and they want to get rid of airplanes, but they don't think they can do it in 10 years. Now, the left tries to pretend this document doesn't exist and Republicans are just lying, but it comes from Ocasio-Cortez's own office and she proposed the Green New Deal. Well, look, if they, if they propose a policy that says, okay, we're going to take away all your gas stoves and we're not going to help you at all and we're just, just going to come into your house and rip it out and then and then impose all the costs on you, well, then we'll say no. Like, we'll fight against it. It's not like we're not known to oppose the left from time to time when we don't agree, right? So, but no one has proposed that. No one has proposed that. So one of the ways that people like to lie, and Jenk is especially guilty of this, is what they like to do is essentially present to you a hyper-specific example, something that you were not pointing out, not arguing in the first place, and saying that is not true. Jenk and Anna are discussing the ban on gas vehicles being sold in California going forward, Yet Jenk is not saying that that ban automatically equals them going to everybody's house and getting rid of their gas vehicles. Obviously, it's a ban on the sale in the future so that they can phase them out. But here, when Jenk is trying to debunk the gas stove policy, he's saying, oh, well, they're saying you have to go to people's houses and rip them out. And the reason he's saying that is because there have been proposals in New York, in California, I'll put some stuff on screen, that have specifically called for the phasing out of gas stoves, which Jenk is perfectly comfortable calling a ban when it comes to gas cars but right now he wants to call republicans a liar so he's using a completely different definition in this context very deceptive from jank right there yes it's been proposed by democrats that's a fact and yes jank is lying all right we got like six minutes left so i just i like my gas stove that's it that's all i want to say <laughs> like i'm not like going i'm not hysterical about it 
But that study, man, like what's annoying is no one actually reads any of the methodology in those studies. And that study was conducted in like a small confined space without any windows open. And it's like, you know, gas stoves, you're gonna have respiratory issues. Hmm. Okay. So first of all, I love the way that Anna Kasparian opens this part of the bonus episode where she talks about how she likes her gas stove and she's upset and laments people in the media for just running with a headline of a study that they never actually looked into. Now, this is ironic coming from Anna Kasparian and the Young Turks or anybody really in online media because this is so common. It's quite literally one of the reasons why I have a successful channel. A bunch of you think I'm this like amazing researcher because I'll take the one extra step that takes maybe five, 10 minutes to look into claims like this to find out that they're completely and utterly nonsense. And Anna's right. This whole thing about how your gas stove is killing you, they put a gas stove on in a room that was incredibly small with no windows in order to say, wow, when we let all this gas build up in this room, it's not safe for your lungs. So yeah, if you're extrapolating what happens with gas from a stove over the course of 12 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours in a confined space where there's no ventilation to what you and I experience in our day-to-day lives by having a gas stove in our kitchen, you're obviously going to get a skewed perspective, but the thing is this was to lay the groundwork for the future banning of gas stoves and a lot of new buildings in california and in new york are not building those buildings with gas lines in mind and this is due to the fact that people on the left are genuinely proposing the phasing out of gas stoves so the idea that this is not the case is just made up the idea that the biden administration is going to do this tomorrow again that's not what's happening but it is moving in that direction and i credit anna for acknowledging that green New Deal, folks came up with a plan that took transition super seriously. So this is just not true that the Green New Deal was a plan that took transition super seriously. The Green New Deal, if they did the estimates of what the proposals or what the goals were, actually cost something like $100 trillion or some absurd number that sounds made up. That is not a serious proposal. And they demanded that we go from gas-powered vehicles in the majority of the country to fully electric within a 10-year period because the Green New Deal was also proposed by Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's the one who brought it forward. And she was going around telling people that the world was going to end in 12 years. When you say the world is going to end in 12 years, you're not taking transition super seriously. When your side compendium actually says that you want to get rid of nuclear nuclear power, which is the only carbon-free viable alternative at this moment, you're not taking transition super seriously. This was about controlling the behavior of our society. It was pie-in-the-sky fantasy nonsense, so nobody took this seriously. It's not a serious proposal. They're implementing components of it, and I find it hilarious that the people who advocated for it, and not even people who advocated it from the side, Jank is somebody who put it forward. This was a project in part of the Young Turks, are now turning on it. Well, the way that it happens is, I know that in in California, at least, with the phasing out of gas-powered cars, and they'll probably do the same thing with uh, gas stoves, is they just ban the sale of any new gas-powered cars or any new gas stoves. And so the technology that you have in your home, the gas stove that you have in your home, if it breaks, Not only are you not able to buy a new one, but it gets increasingly more difficult to just repair it. You get what I'm saying? 
So Anna Kasparian's analysis of the way that they want to do the transition is actually pretty accurate. They're trying to ban the new sale of the product so that eventually over time they will be phased out. And I will say, if your goal is to phase something out over time, this is a more practical way of doing it rather than just banning something right from the jump and expecting everyone to sort it out immediately at once. So, like, I get it, look, but that's a bump. That's the normal bumps in the road as you transition to things. I know, but Jake, like, don't minimize the financial burdens associated with these things okay that being said the green new deal proposals were based on this false premise that we needed to do something because the world was going to end in 12 years which is ridiculous and absurd so anna's acknowledging that the timetable put forward by the state of california is far too quick and that is going to shift a bunch more costs onto her more than she was expecting and that's something that's really going to bother her i know but jank like don't minimize the financial burdens associated with these things okay because no, like i am literally freaking the f out about the charging station thing i'm like it's gonna cost we're gonna Did take they? out a massive loan to pay for it we're not getting any help from the government on that i mean it's just good stuff all the way around right there and i will also add that one of the problems that california has always had and they've never addressed is their ridiculous over restrictive zoning practices because california essentially governs their properties by the number of car parking spaces that you can have and that's one of the things that makes it incredibly expensive to have housing they have all these restrictions and all these ways that people can sue and we talked about that a lot but typically if you build an apartment you have to have have a dedicated parking space and with the electric car mandate they're going to have to have electric charging capabilities and all of that is not only going to raise the cost for the people who already own property or live in condos or apartment complexes but it's also going to raise the cost for future builders future renters and thus make the price of housing in california that much more expensive they don't really touch on the real estate component of this but it's also a huge problem i want to do something in response to climate change that is not my my issue here my issue is how like we're forced to make all these changes that are a, a financial burden a giant inconvenience with like little to no help and the, the solution from the government in terms of like no no you get you get financial benefits for doing this is tax credits no i don't want i don't want the tax credits i won't give me the money give you give me the money Okay. So I find this incredibly hilarious that Anna's like, I want to do something about the environment. And she's advocated for years for these mandates for a government induced transition. But then she realized that she was going to have to bear some of the brunt of that cost. And she's really off put by it. And of course, she doesn't like the idea of tax credits, which by the way, we're going to talk about that specifically a little later and why Anna is right in a lot of regards to that. But I just think some of these other clips are funny and they should be played. Don't tell me this bullshit about how I have to buy like some new fucking thing because the government's forcing me to do it. And then like after I file my taxes, there's a certain portion of that purchase that might be tax deductible. Like fuck off. I I can't, I'm so sick of it. It's just like, mm, like endless pressure, 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 pressure. I can't take it. So that whole thing about maybe she'll get the tax credit because they put that into place is actually underselling how unlikely you are to receive that tax credit. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that your HOA in a condo or co-op, I'm pretty sure Anna said she lives in a condo, is actually tax deductible. However, most people don't take that deduction because they don't itemize their tax returns and they take the standard deduction because that is significantly more. And because Anna Kasparian is married, she would take the standard deduction if they're filing jointly 
for two people, and that would be upwards of $24,000 that would be exempt. This is likely going to be higher than her increased HOA fees, meaning even if they have these tax credits available, because she's likely to not itemize, she's likely not getting that deduction. Now, of course, if Anna Kasparian makes more money than I'm estimating that she makes, which, by the way, is a significant amount of money, maybe she does itemize and maybe she will benefit, but even then, you are benefiting based on a certain percentage, and since it's rolled into her HOA fees, it's not that much, and because we have have assault cap, which is the state and local taxes cap of around $10,000, that is still going to be a deduction that is only available up to $10,000 on her state and local taxes. And yes, California is taxing the crap out of Anna Kasparian. So she's probably going to end up far behind just because of California's exorbitant tax rates, the limits on the SALT deduction, the fact that you have to itemize in order to deduct that portion of your HOAs as the home mortgage deduction. Sorry, I said home mortgage deduction. What I actually meant is the property taxes are what's rolled into your HOA. Obviously, your home mortgage tax deduction will be based on your home mortgage, which is separate from the HOA fees that you pay in a condo. Yeah, I hear you. And and we ask too much of the middle class, we ask too much of the average person. Oh, the person. middle class is the most group of people in this country no i hear you on all that but at some point we got to go to electric cars we don't have a choice like the plant's burning so we got to go to electric cars so when california says hey let's go to electric cars by whatever the number is 2025 etc yeah yeah it's gonna be tough but yeah and when but I- at the same time now prices are coming down again the world is burning all this panic rhetoric and all that and then jenk finishes it off by saying the price is coming down Sure, the price is coming down, but that's also because the car needs of 40 million people aren't mandatorily directed into electric cars. Obviously, this is going to cause some supply and demand issues. The prices are likely to go up because you're going to expect a surge in demand because California is mandating that all vehicles 100% are going to be electric in California. So all the demand is going to shift in that direction and likely we'll see prices go up. Right. Okay, but Jake. Let's not minimize the cost of like actually charging those cars, right? Because here's the, here's the other thing. So Gavin Newsom pushes for and succeeds in passing legislation in California that would ban the sale of electric cars at a, at a certain year. I think it is 2025, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe not. Maybe it's 2035. I don't remember the exact year. But eventually, pretty soon, you're no longer going to be able to buy a gas-powered car in California. Literally, like, that same month, Kevin Newsom's like, oh, there's a heat wave and our energy grid really can't handle it. And so I'm just going to ask you guys, if you have electric vehicles, please don't charge them right now. It's just. No, you can't do that. Right? I just, I can't, but, I can't. But it's just nothing time, makes Anna. sense. Nothing makes sense. I know, I know. Push we got to do something. For, I know, we do, we do, we do. We have to push it forward on the backs of hardworking, ordinary people. Now, look, a lot of people are saying that Anna Kasparian is becoming red-pilled or something like that, but in reality, that's not what's happening. Anna is still left-wing progressive, and a lot of what she's saying is that she wants the government to pay for it, pay for everything, so she doesn't have to have the cost. But what we're seeing is her shift on certain policy positions 
as these issues affect her. For instance, crime. Anna Kasparian was assaulted by a homeless person while walking her dog, and all of a sudden, Anna Kasparian was not looking at the same-day automatic release soft-on-crime policies the same way after it happened to her. And I'm sure that person had a long track record and probably should have been behind bars, because after that point, she's gotten far more serious on the issue. We're talking about the birthing people thing. Anna doesn't like the erasure of women. She was somebody who identified and still is as a feminist. She cares about women's issues. And every time you talk about women's issues in a left-wing space, somebody comes in and corrects you. And when I say women's issues, I'm talking about things that the Democratic Party and the left had consistently for a 100 years described as women's issues are now related to birthing people, blah, 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 and all that language. So that's something that affected her. So she changed her mind. In this instance, she realizes how much of the brunt of the cost she's actually going to pay, and it's really getting under her skin. It's really bothering her. She's paying the consequences for those policies, and by the way, give her credit, she's changing her position. It's one thing to think about policies in the abstract, but when you see them implemented and then you change your position or you talk about the downsides in an honest way, I think you deserve credit for that. I'm not making this video to make fun of Anna Kasparian just because she had a pie-in-the-sky view before doesn't mean you can't reform after, but I also don't want to pretend that Anna Kasparian is some right-wing conservative or anything of the sort. She just doesn't like specific policies, and most of this is local policies. Now, the other thing that Jenks says, and I just skipped over, is that we should shift the cost to the fossil fuel companies, and Anna agrees with that, and I just want to point out that the energy companies made their money by selling you energy. The reason you have hospitals and your high standard of living is because we have abundant energy. So this weird thing where you want to shift it onto the corporate entity when something like 90% of all the carbon emissions are not coming from corporations, they're coming from consumption. We've gone over that specific claim on this video. And that consumption leads to a rise in the standard of living is a nonsense leftist talking point, but we can't be expected to have anything else because we are dealing with the Young Turks here, but I do want to focus on Anna pulling it back from that to talk about the issue, which is, of course, these green initiatives are going to cost a ton of money, and they actually are likely to not be effective. Final thing, I'm really looking forward to, I don't know, maybe 40 years from now, um, hearing from the government about how electric vehicles are terrible for the environment, and these batteries, they're really bad for the environment, so then we got to transition to something else. Looking forward to that. That will happen. I guarantee it. Just keeping it real. Keeping it real. Again, I give Anna credit for talking about the potential for this to backfire. We saw this happen with ethanol subsidies. All of a sudden, people thought, oh, if we grow corn and we turn that into biofuel, that's going to be more environmentally friendly because if you compare the burn-off rate of biofuel to the burn-off rate of a standard gasoline, it actually comes out slightly better. But then people found out that there's carbon emissions associated with the actual farming that make that far less productive than regular ordinary gas gasoline. We still have those ethanol subsidies in the United States of America because all of these programs go on forever, and Anna is predicting that this will likely happen with electric cars. On top of that, while batteries have gotten a lot better, and credit to Elon Musk, and credit to cell phone companies for really researching and trying to stretch out and lengthen the lifespan of batteries, there's still problems with efficiency when you put energy into a battery and then try to pull it out. There's decay of the battery, there's all these other issues, and of course, if you're not setting up a nuclear power grid, a clean power 
power grid, a lot of times these electric powered vehicles are going to be powered by fossil fuels. And a lot of times they're going to be powered by coal fire plants because typically coal and or natural gas, which is significantly better in terms of carbon than coal, are used as a backup for these green energy plants because they can't really sustain themselves. Now, I don't know where Anna is on nuclear power, but in my opinion, based on the research, and again, based on the examples, we can compare Germany's spending nearly double on trying to go to so-called green energy, solar and wind, versus France investing in nuclear program back in the 70s, getting most of their energy completely carbon-free. There's no possible way for you to have electric cars around the country and not have that be significantly worse unless you have a strong nuclear power grid maybe anna's there on that position if she is congratulations that's a correct position that a lot of lefties are trying to fearmonger against because a lot of them don't actually want to have low carbon inexpensive energy they want to change the lifestyle through the heavy hand of the government but overall i am all for anna kasparian turning on the green new deal when she sees how it's actually going to be implemented i'm all for her skepticism and i'm all for her pointing out to people on the left that hey maybe electric cars aren't this pie in the sky dream that people think it is maybe this is going to have worse consequences for the environment maybe we're going to produce worse outcomes for our planet and that's something that we should consider but hey those are just my thoughts let me know your thoughts down in the comments below if you like the video show and by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on all my social media support me via the support links in the description of this video this has been me talking about anna kasparian churning on the green new deal and i'm here for it till next time